0: It's another episode of the official catch-up. I'm back for a third week in succession. People will be talking about who's been here week in, week out, bringing you all the best news, views and reviews on the, the <laughs> everything going on in Lowland League, uh, East Scotland, West Scotland and the South of Scotland Football League. But firstly, uh, as I've just my my good friend Chris. Chris, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, not bad. Good. I always I say that. I always have two answers, good and not bad. But... uh no, it's always great to obviously be on chatting about football as as we do as we've done for years now, Ben. Um, obviously, the, the I mentioned on Twitter, but the numbers were really great for our preview episodes. So hopefully, we can continue with that. I don't know. A part of it was probably a wee bit of full, like oh, taking notes off uh, <laughs> to see who we put down. Get your seats in early, aye?
0: But um, yes, people, right, aye. people have came at us very quickly on some of the comments and <laughs> already coming uh, back to bite them in the arse. So I'll say, uh, but I'm sure we'll touch on that at some point, Chris, um, over the course of the evening. But we'll start where we always will. Uh, we'll be the Lowland League uh, full card of fixtures on Saturday. Uh, we're into the third game of the Lowland League season, uh, playing the kind of Monday, um, sorry, Saturday, uh, midweek, Saturday. Uh, Run so far, so starting to see the league take shape as sorts. But we don't read too much into the results, man. But I mean, we'll start off with with East Kilbride uh, drawing one each with Stirling Uni. I mean, if anyone uh, was watching Cohen Rangers, they think that the league is over because you drew um, in a game the first game of the season. But (laughs) East Kilbride, I'm sure they'll be fine, Um, but I mean. For all intents and purposes, we expected a lot from East Girl but we know Still in Uni are a good outfit. Um maybe a few losses over the summer, but still a well-drilled, well-oiled machine uh Stirling still uni and a great point. Um it's not easy. know not an easy place for everyone to go. Uh, it's fourth bank to play still in uni on their home park, and certainly a point for
1: uh still uni points dropped probably in brides mind. Yeah, of course. Um, but then again, obviously, um I'm going down to ten men. Gally Roy got sent off in that game. If anything, maybe Stalling off Old might have been a wee bit disappointed not to hold on there. Uh, and I'm sure it's still the same. I'm sure that's the same mentality because I know um, Chris was not happy midweek uh, by the signs of things to the the loss against uh, Cumbernauld Colts. So he did want a reaction, decent reaction against uh, an East old team, which let's face it, they're, you know, among the the title challengers, uh, we expect them to be there the, there at the end of the season. In terms of the, the pick-outs, obviously Andy Sterling. We know the quality of Andy. Um, he's, he's scored an absolute peach of a goal. Song about EK and scoring peaches of goals when we're talking about them, uh, you know, to, to begin with. So, for me, he's been really impressive. I think he was man of the match against Broomhill. Don't think he played against Gretna, but to get the, you know, the equalising goal against Sterling, you know, and he's in the team of the month. I've also kind of been impressed by um, Andy McDonald at the back. He's got Bride, uh, look really solid defensively. But I'm sure there'll be loads of UK players feature um, in teams of, the, teams of the month and whatnot. But th- them two in particular, I've been impressed with. But there probably is a slight bias in the fact that these guys, I've not seen them in the Lone League before. So there, there is a slight bias. Like, oh, well, well, that guy's actually really great. Um, apart from obviously, I know Andy Stalin's really great. But uh, I was less familiar with Andy McDonald and really good pick-up from, uh, from East Cold Bride. And yeah, 1-1 one, one fair result, I guess, um, given the the red card from East Cold Bride. But it would have been interesting to see you. Uh, what would have happened there if, if uh, the red card didn't happen? But Yeah, I mean, we know East Coast Bide are a good side. That's, that's something we've
0: said all along in this podcast. That's not going to be something new that we will say that, that they're stacked in quality. I remember talking elsewhere the other day, and I, I took a screenshot of their starting line-up on Wednesday night, and I was like, look, this team are ridiculous. Like, we, we, On paper, they are brilliant. And, and that's the bit you've got to then convert into, is, is that that team that's on paper, can they go and win a championship? They look like they're capable of, from what I've seen so far. They'll only get better. They'll be able to strengthen if they if they get into a sticky spell. Maybe with injuries. They'll they'll have the depth to start with. But if they need to and need to go and strengthen, they'll be able to do it. That's the thing about East Kilbride. Very very similar, obviously, to what what Darvaux were like under McEntee. So that we know they're going to be capable. That's that's the way, that's the way they'll always be. But for me, they are always going to be a good side. They're always going to be a top half side in in this division. No doubts about that. We'll see what happens obviously with their squad as it, as it starts to maybe kind of find its feet a bit more. There'll be guys that are trying to find, trying to win places in the side and try and keep their shirt now because the better players, them that were starting probably last season who moved on, uh, I think we've talked about them, Mike Burrows, Ben Fry, etc., um Callum Ray, the, the guys we talked about all last season who have moved on, there's, there's spots on the t- side for maybe guys in the seconds, guys who were on the fringes last year, maybe guys that are coming into the uni, you, you don't know what will happen with Stirling uni in that sense that when the the, the new intake for, for the summer cup comes in, uh, in what, September, they may have a couple of players that, that appear from, like we've seen it, before, was it Ben Heal, Chris, the, the guy you always talk about, was it West Ham, was it, youth player? Yeah, it? yeah, I
1: mean, he was, I'm sure he was scouted by Chris, but there has been a couple of guys that I know currently in the team, I think the goalkeeper, Jan, uh, he, he pretty much approached Chris while he was at the uni saying, oh, no, can I, you know, and who's their starting keeper after Ben Fry left? So, yeah. I mean, there is a chance. There is a chance that you know, but, uh, that could but, happen.
0: But that's how the, I guess, the uni, the uni system works. Is is that like you see that for the the for all the uni teams, whether it's Edinburgh, Glasgow, Harriet Watt, um, still on uni reserves, I guess as well. You could of them into the mix. There's plenty of uni sides that play in the the pyramid system that that rely on that to happen. I think. And, and now the Glasgow, uh, Stirling Uni are probably in that kind of favoured category where they can probably attract players to come and play to go to their Uni. Uh, so it's definitely possible that they could have somebody turn up and maybe in September, as I say, and want to play and play at a decent level, and, or has played at a decent level perhaps in, in England or, or maybe Ireland or Wales or maybe even abroad. You know, that's the, that's the way, way the world. And I think Chris, we've talked about this maybe, and we will be on our team that we're going to talk about next, but you've you kind know, of this a few times about the, that kind of scholarship type route. You think maybe that's a, a good way to go in terms of uh, maybe recruitment of players? It's something that obviously Cali Braves, who will go on to next, do uh, and have
1: done quite successfully over the years. The, I think the issue with Cali Braves and their previous approach was obviously Brexit. I think that's affected the whole uh, previously Edis sport with uh, bringing in the French players or kind of going down a different route. They obviously brought in the Bernie White, the American. Uh, keeper, I'm not sure if he was directly from a, a college or whatever, but I think it was interesting. I'm sure we'll talk about when we come to our West player uh, later in terms of scholarships and whatnot. But um, look, it's not—you know—it happens. I should say, even at this level, we've seen um, there's a what there's another player at Calibre who's actually the likes of Harvey Moyes, who's been in America, who was at college in America. We've seen a lot of Northern League players, young guys, go to America, go to the likes of Australia. Uh, even Dubai, who I'm sure we'll mention later, or the United Arab Emirates, I should say, a lot of moves to like Sweden and Iceland, for example, that I've I've seen in the past. So, in terms of their players coming to Scotland, I'd like to see more of that. Particularly, there. like in America, I think it would be interesting to see more of that. Whether it's a feasible approach for you know your your lower league clubs in terms of like way down the divisions, I'm not too sure. But you would expect maybe a. A, you know a lowland league team a well managed team to be able to to maybe put something together there in terms of scholarships if, if they're you know at cali bray's level obviously or something someone at that level i'm not expecting maybe like you know five american scholars to turn up at um you know Craig Royston or anything like that. i don't know but you know um i think it's an interesting uh thing but i suppose it depends on visas and i'm sure there would have to be links formed with colleges and affiliations it'd be good to see that with some more teams abroad, if possible, obviously I don't know the the visa surroundings, or um, I'm guessing them being there for education makes it a lot easier as well. If they were here, obviously, at uni or college, for example.
0: Yeah, I think like, you see. I think you see the sponsorship. I think is it Particab is it First Point USA? They're the, yep. they kind of do the, the reverse. They, I think they find you kind know, of lads in the UK, or probably men and women in the UK at this point in time. Who who go out to America to do the scholarship route into America rather than so there could be a, I mean it could be probably a feasible way to do it coming back the way. I think you probably do have issues with likes of visas. like they cost a lot more money now. I know from experience with kind of watching ice hockey in, in Britain, you have a lot of Americans and uh, Canadians and some kind of Eastern uh, European players coming over and playing, and in fact, even some Scandinavian players come over and play. Yeah. And they it's it's a wee bit harder now. The cost the cost more. I think the other thing as well as the cost of living is different, and the and exchange rates and, and money, and it maybe doesn't incentivize players to come over. I don't know how it would work uh, in terms of the scholarship route, but certainly, I'd love to see more. That everyone loves, like an unknown uh, quantity, maybe coming from a, a different country, maybe comes in with a bit of skill, a bit of flair, a bit of talent that that stands out. That like, you never know what you can what you can get with. Uh, players coming from, from all over the world and, and, and it'd be good to embrace that and, and mix it up a bit because we, we probably do see the, the same same guys uh, coming into the leagues that are the same guys that have been around the clubs and around the divisions and dropping through the uh, the pyramid but maybe thinking outside the box one day maybe a club can can go and do that. Maybe we're, we're pitching an idea here for clubs who now go away and all create a, a scholarship, scholarship platform and if they do then uh, Chris and I want the the full the I need to pitch. uh I need to
1: maybe call Chris Ewan and get his advice on it because obviously he might have lots of uh lots of um experience obviously with the with the French lads at, at former at the sport. so I would be interested I, I don't know if that will be their approach obviously we did mention uh Calibraves are are sort of um pushing towards American investors heavily so I, I do wonder if there's going to be other links made there. Obviously, I mentioned the links of Bernie White, the the American keeper coming in. Um, it's probably a less, it was probably less of a challenge with Bernie because I believe he was born in the UK. Um, I think he was born in Liverpool. Uh, so, um, it's him. It's a case of him. I think being in America since he was seven and then coming back. So it's probably a lot easier for him than than potentially being a, you know, just an American citizen, if you will, just coming over. So, and I'm sure there's family and accommodation. Uh, here for him uh, or if he's coming from work or whatever so if you're a student i think it's probably a wee bit a wee bit more difficult but for me it's a whole interesting route to take but i think you will have to be a not so much a top team but sort, sort of either have connections or or people willing to pay or help out or spot again sponsorship and scholarships and whatnot so yeah um interesting
0: Talking about Cali Braves, they lost 2-0 away to Broomhill, and it was, it was like a pretty convincing win in the end for, for Broomhill.
1: Yeah, um, I mentioned the last episode. I mean, we're, I'm still quite shocked that people thought they were going to be a bottom half. It's it's bemusing. Um, I actually think they've signed really well. Um, I've been really impressed with Dan Higgins. I think he got the the, the score sheet at uh, the weekend as well. They look really solid defensively. I think they've only conceded two goals, if I remember correctly. And they've just signed Alfie Robinson, who I talked up a lot last season at Caden Beef. I thought he was a standout almost every game I've seen him in. I'm actually more confident about Broomhill. Um, I think Paul Kennedy, who also put in the, the, the team of the month, was playing in the SPFL last season. Didn't really know too much about him, but he seems to be involved in everything good going forward with, with Broomhill. So... Two two guys that deserve to be in the team of the month. And Broomhill I think I do wonder if um a lot of it's to do with maybe open goal fans looking at it and thinking, oh, they're they're gonna just fail now because open goal have left, but it's it's not reality. Broomhill were always a, a decent team, um, under Swifty and obviously Swifty, Martin Green coming back and Ross Smith obviously getting the a goal at the weekend as well. Um I think it was too, that was the thing that was Two goals from a corner, if I remember correctly. So, defend defend from corners, I guess, will be a Ricky Waddle's uh, training plan um, You know, this week. But I don't think Cali Braves have done that badly either, in fairness to them. Jamie Watson's been on the, the score sheet a couple of times over the last few games. Um, it's been difficult for them, but yeah, I guess they were one of the teams that I thought would probably be bottom half, but they're, they're actually... I'm not. I'm less concerned with them uh, than than I would have been. Also, so uh, interest them on that. No,
0: nah, definitely. I think you mentioned uh, Alfie Robinson. I have just seen that sign on some Saturday morning as I was heading to the game and uh, was very impressed by that. I thought he was a, a good player for Count kind Cardiff, of like like you've said. And a kind of player that I noticed was kind of out of a contract and hadn't signed anywhere a, a few weeks back and started to kind of look to see. Um, Maybe it can be an option for ourselves, but obviously <laughs> more than capable of playing at much higher level than um, Cohen and Rangers. So yeah, it's a good pickup, as you say. they think it could well. Broomhill will be will be absolutely spot on. They'll they'll be it's too early to say anything about challenging based on three games. I think you're right about the open goal thing. I think they're definitely going to have that stick for the next probably season, maybe even longer. And that's that's just unfortunately the way it will be. And that's kind of. One of the pitfalls of going down that route that they, they, they took, they, they took a chance there that could have worked out really well for them, it didn't, uh, other than for me the documentary. I think that's probably the only shining light of the, the Broomhill experience, and I've talked about that in detail um, already, so I'm not going to that too much. But the one thing I did notice, Chris, was um, the Broomhill Facebook page still doesn't um, hasn't been transferred back to... <laughs> the Broomhill, as in the Broomhill we know, uh, it's still got the old open goal, uh, Broomhill badge, but it seems to be somewhat updating it anyway. I don't really know what's going on. I found that really odd, uh, because the open goal, but uh, I post I think on Thursday or Friday, kind of saying the end, and that was kind of the final chapter of the, the documentary been done, dust and all that, but they're still hanging on at the Facebook page. For me, that's a bit. Bit odd. hopefully, if someone uh, does pay attention, then they can sort of transfer that back across. Is that,
1: uh, that you revealing some insider knowledge there? Is it? No, I, I paid.
0: I paid attention. <laughs> I was actually it was on my feed, um, and I and I seen it, and I was like, that, that doesn't seem like it's um it's still been it's still been updated as in as in the current games, but it wasn't. It was still the old badge. It still said Open Goldbrim Hill. Uh, didn't really know why that was. It, it didn't seem like it was. Um, is Regular as, for example, a Twitter account, and I just felt like, oh no, that's a wee bit uh, different. So, no, no, no insider knowledge. To be fair,
1: if someone's doing Michael's job for him on Facebook, I yeah, don't me, know. Pe- yeah. Perhaps, <laughs> me, perhaps,
0: maybe that's sad, but, I mean, you get that, I mean, you, do, you do get that sometimes at, at this level of football. I've noticed that. Get all. one guy does the Facebook, one guy does the Twitter, another guy does the Instagram. Um, Sunday's doing the TikTok, you know. It's like uh, someone always does highlights. I do the program, you know. And next thing you know, you get seven folk on a media team doing different things, and they all, they all look different. It rips man, and personally, I, I'd hate it if someone was doing different bits across my club, but uh, I know what happens, and, and you can tell with the clubs where it happens because the, the consistency's not quite there. And, for me, the Broomhill one. That's why he stood out. Because I think we know Michael obviously quite well, and uh, we know what he's capable of in terms of content and stuff like that. And it just was a bit different to what was what was happening. Not different. It was just I think not as not as um, regular was the thing that caught my eye on Facebook because I was kind of scrolling through
1: and. Just another note, obviously, on the the Broomhill Braves game. It was a wee bit interesting to see from our Broomhill players at the Braves. I think they were all under twenties. Obviously, Josh Gemmell was on the bench. I think he played for the successful under-20s team last season, uh, Broomhill, who who I think one of the, won one of the Cups against... East called Bride. Um, and a player that I'm quite excited about, and I, I thought it was a really good pick-up, Lewis, uh, Lewis Thompson, uh, the winger. I think he's a really good pickup from Cali Braves. I don't know the ins and outs of these guys leaving Broomhill. I heard different things, obviously. don't know if they're true or not, or just rumour or whatever. But... Um, Especially when it comes to under twenties, I don't know. But um yeah. Yeah, I think Braves have signed a, a a few players. I think we mentioned it when we were talking about in our preview that Ricky Waddle has these um these targets in him. Like he always seems to bring in players that he probably heard of and yeah, probably someone else was looking at but he's managed to convince them to go to the Braves. And yeah, I'm I'm actually more excited about the Braves this season than I, than I was initially. So but yeah, Lewis Lewis Thompson, um, I think that's a class pickup. I really think he's a really good player, and he set up goal. I think opening day, um, so I will be interesting to see where the Braves go from there.
0: Yeah, maybe that is another one of the positives that came out of the the whole open goal thing. That they also had a very successful season. The the Broomhill under twenties last season, winning the cup and, and stuff like that. So Robbie Robbie Hardy, being the coach uh, alongside his his brother Andy, um, supporting them very, very good coaches and at that youth level. I think um, Robbie had came from maybe Rangers or Partick and was, was able to develop players really well and brought on the guys that you mentioned there last season who maybe got a kind of bit of a short window and, and were able to move up into f- first team football, which is, is, is a good thing. I think there's a few other players from that 20 side that have also moved on as well as some of the younger players that were in that uh, in the Broomhill side from, from last year. So, yeah, Definitely, definitely good to see. Um, looking forward to seeing what, what Broomhill can do. I think as well. I think for me, that's the other thing that stands out going forward. Of you know, having to to strip it back and almost start again from scratch. There's there's always talk about you know that the lack of fan base and all that kind of stuff that that, that comes with Broomhill. But it's only going to build, and I think the, the success on the park will will help that for sure. Playing out at the Barton will obviously bring its advantages. Obviously, it's a I'm gonna say it's a great pitch, but um, because it has its problems, usually in the in the in the winter when multiple teams are trying to play on it. But the stadium and the in the surroundings, and definitely uh, think Broomhill are on the are on the up. Moving on then to the next game, Celtic B two, cowden B two. Uh, Celtic B started a bit slow uh, this season, Chris. Cowden B on the other hand, a much more positive start for them.
1: Yeah, their first league game obviously having played in the the bio play, and they had quite respectable results in the via play I, I thought. Jamie Doherty, um, formerly at Trunet and obviously Scott Bride, uh, really been the star man, I think. And um I guess the only thing to say about that that result is um Ken Beef will be gutted to throw away the lead there and allow Celtic B back in, into the game. I suppose the positive for Celtic B is that they've they've showed a wee bit of grit there to get back. Um you know, and I, there's not really much to say, obviously, given the fact that it's Kedon Beef's first league game. Uh, but I think you're right in terms of Celtic being slow to get out of the traps. So I can't read too much into it being uh, Beef's first league game. But uh, decent result overall, because if you fought maybe Kedon Beef last season compared to last season, you'd probably expect Celtic B to put a lot past Kedon Beef. And I think they did on, on numerous occasions. So, yeah, improved result. But, yeah, Ken be will be glad not to take the three points. couple of
0: draws in the league on Saturday with Civil Service Strollers now, East Archer now, and the Gallafred Dean Rovers one, Hartsby one. Not much, to, not much to say on both those games, Chris. A bit of kind of meh results, if you like. It's Heartsby's first kind of drop points they were looking. Obviously, started quite strongly in the in the, the league this year. They dropped on a couple in, on Saturday, several and, and yeah, team, kind of, but but like Celtic B, very kind of mixed bag of results in the first three. Uh, Gala, the very same. Uh, East Stirlingshire, a team that I probably started the poorest of, of the four we mentioned.
1: Yeah, it's a wee bit gone though because Strollers and East Stirlingshire go yeah, games historically between them have always been quite exciting goal fests. So to have a 0-0 is pretty rare in that fixture. So that's. Um, Two teams that are very evenly matched, I would say. Um, they always seem to go hang, hammer and tongue, but maybe it's the case of um, previous being the the issue there. Where managers kind of don't want to, don't want to, um, you know, have, have too much um, high nerves when it comes to the action, I guess. But um, Gala, yeah, it's still early days. I think we've got to remember that it's still early days, but. In fairness, I think Hart's goal was, you know, a deflected corner. Bobby McLucky puts it in and it deflects off a, a Gala defender. So I, I don't think the 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 game was that great uh, in terms of the action. And I talked about Gala. I think they like to play football a really good way. Ugh, coming up against a Hearts team, it probably are the same, I would say. Um, you know, football on the deck type stuff. So it's difficult when two teams have a similar style, you end up getting these sort of 0-0, 1-1 draws. Um not much between the sides, or it goes the other way, and there's absolute goal fests.
0: <laughs> Another draw. I to talk about it then. It's all about draws today. It's uh, Beric now. Come on, Colts now, and I guess dropped points for for Come on, Old Colts in the sense that they started the season quite strongly. <laughs> um, nobody expected Come on, Colts to come out the out flying and, and win the first two, and still, still well, still well on top. I mean, it's an away trip to Berwick. It's not going to be a. It's never never going to be like an easy journey. It's never, it, to come away with a point. You're probably quite probably quite happy at this stage in the season to come away from a place like Berwick with a point. But certainly, uh, come on are probably shocking quite a few at this point, Chris.
1: <laughs> I laughed that you said that he points for Coles there. That's that's brilliant. I love it. I love it. I love that that energy. Like. Obviously, Colts have been fantastic um, so far. Three clean sheets in the first three games, which is fantastic, obviously. I hope uh, Gregory Taddy's um, back on Twitter at some point. <laughs> um, he
0: was he was in good form the other night. Um, I think some people were uh, criticising come uh, on Colts, but Gregory Taddy had a, had a few uh, things to say about that, certainly. I thought that, that, that amused me, I must admit.
1: Yeah, he's, he's a good guy, obviously, and he's, it seems like he's very loyal to the Colts, having, having been there. Uh, and fair play. Always, I like the Colts, obviously, so I'm sure, showing a wee bit of bias. But, you know, back to the Queen sheets, obviously Ryan Adamson, three and three for him. I know there was some Colts fans um, disappointed that there wasn't a lot of more defenders mm-hmm. uh, in the, the team of the month. Can't everyone. Yeah, we, we, it, it's tough. I, I do think... The, the, the issue is, there is reasons behind my picks, believe me. Um, I know i got some stick because obviously Cami Ross wasn't in there from Trenent, uh who's scored four goals in three games. But my lo- the logic being that is, should I have had Mackenzie Kirk in there? He scored four against Gretna, hasn't scored in two games. But because he scored four in Gretna, do I put them in the team of the month? I don't think so. Everyone gets upset. It, it? it, it, but,
0: you, it usually ends up being somebody's or cousin, or... Best mate, or of like that that gets upset because somebody's doing it, but I did have a
1: back and forth with the bull, the, the Trinent bull. Obviously, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's he had a bit of a go at me, but it was it's fun, it's fun in Banner. I, I'm no doubt that Trinent players will feature, uh, not only in the, the team of the but you know, I, it's like I said to them, I mean, <laughs> I think they'll win the league, so obviously, I rate them. Um, but Billy Mortimer brilliant you know scored a lot of people are criticizing Colts because they've only scored four goals but Billy Mortimer scored them all um so he had to be in the 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 team of the the team of the month I guess Luke McCarville's been one for me because he's a a young lad teenager and I think he's similar to Paul Kennedy at Broomhill he's been involved in everything good that the Colts have done so far I guess that's why he got the the nod over Kami Ross, and obviously I had to have Ryan Porteous in there. I'm sure we'll get to Bonus, but uh, Ryan Porteous has been fantastic. So there is there is reasons behind my uh, choices, believe me. Uh, and it is tough. There is often not just one or two guys, but three, four that I'm thinking about. Uh, and every name that usually comes up, or for example, uh, Hawkins at Bonus thought about him. Kami Ross fought about him. So there is every every name that comes up usually I've I've already thought about, and they've probably been in the team then I'm thinking, right, between him and him, him off the board. And it, it's, just what, it's just what it is. just um, <laughs> So, yeah, good to be back on the Team of the Month thing. Uh, still still more support than stick, uh, unlike previous years, so I, so I appreciate it.
0: Let's <laughs> well, just also, also remind everyone that uh, it's Chris that picks the Team of the Year, uh, <laughs> the Team of the Month. Uh, he he puts all the work yeah. and effort into to scoping out the whole loan league to decide on players, so don't come at me if you've got any problems with your um your um your selections. It's it's all Chris. It's all Chris. And sometimes
1: I, mean, I do ask about. I uh, if am have, not unsure, if I, we have a ask. conversation maybe about
0: there's like, a on the fence and Chris will maybe ping uh, myself and uh sometimes Mozart gets a gets a chip in as well, he gets his gets his penny in just to give us a view. But I think um I, Chris knows exactly what he's talking about. It's 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 a couple of guys' opinions effectively it's, or represents a couple of guys' opinions on, on the league. And believe it or not people, I've said this before, I've said it loads people like to hear what we think and, and <laughs> sometimes agree what we say they don't, but this is the, the nature of the of podcasting world and we're not going to please everyone all the time we've seen in the past with other team of the seasons and things like that, people get <laughs> a wee bit upset and that, that just happens unfortunately. But yeah you mentioned a couple of players there, uh, Ryan Porius uh, and Lewis MacArthur, Chris, moving straight on to bonus. Uh, United, they beat Tranent away 2-1 and at the top of the table
1: with nine points. Fantastic. I mean, who could call that start? We did say they might shock a few. Did I think they would go on um, and win their first three? Probably not. Uh, to, to win a, over a team like Tranent, obviously, who I do rate, as I mentioned, I think they'll still go on and win the league. It's an early block for Trinnet. Um, Trinnet have a fantastic team. <sighs> Do I f- I'm a more confident in Bonus? Uh, I'm not going to get w- too carried away. Uh, I don't think, in fairness to the Bonus fans, I don't think they are either, um, which is great. I just think if Bonus continue the way they are, and I'm not trying to hype anyone up here, I, I think they would at least be pushing top half um, if they if they continue. Um, with the great results. Um, I don't know what else they need, by the way. I mean, I'm trying to think of... I think they've been really strong defensively. They're obviously scoring goals. They've got, you know, creativity in terms of Ryan Portius. They're doing a wee bit of a switch between Scott Diao and Finn Malcolm up front. There's a lot of good happening at bonus and I, I like to see it. And, yeah, uh, obviously the keeper, Musa, he's solid. Um, they have a very solid team, and I'm more confident that they'll be top half... Uh, Speak, come back to me with bonus in about you know another five, six games, and if they're near the top of the league, then my, my opinion and my excitement for them might might change, but uh, I think, perfect. Oh, that's the one word I can describe for the first three games, absolutely perfect to, to get nine points out of them. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to temper my expectations. I know probably bonus fans are get getting <laughs> probably feet on the ground type thing, but I am actually looking at them and thinking they are a Strong team, um, but I've got to remember there's other strong teams, obviously. And <laughs> great result, great result on Saturday. Not worried about Trinent, they'll bounce back. Um, yeah, I'm not too concerned about Trinent.
0: If it all goes to shit for Bonus, uh, the, the,
1: the catch up curse is well and truly active. Uh, <laughs> i am not predicting anything other than the other than the uh, I think they could shock a few, and they certainly have the first three games anyway.
0: It could be like the reverse Davo. We did different. They told everyone that Davo would won the league by Christmas, and then look how <laughs> that played out. So, um, it, it does happen within the within the season. So,
1: we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye. Yeah, in terms of curses, actually, I've noticed something. Everyone calls me out on Colony scope Scott you know, title favourites, but no one ever calls me out on the fact that I pretty much have Edinburgh Uni down every. Season and they've not been relegated yet, so is that a reverse curse? A reverse could be the reverse curse, <laughs> Chris. Could be, um, if it's this year, this year, then,
0: um, that's why that I concern. do it
1: secretly, secretly, that's why I do it,
0: Trying try, try <laughs> to save them, yeah. Um, in that case, then that's pretty concerning then for for Greta 2008 who who lost uh 9 2 to Linlithgow Rose, uh, coming off a 7 0 defeat to East Kilbride on uh Wednesday night as well, Chris. It's, I mean, we're talking about tempering expectations and not reading too much into things uh, this, this early this season. But three games in, and they have shipped what twenty three goals in three games. That's that's not a start to be favoured by at all by any team. Uh, there'll be teams in this this division that probably finish the season having only conceded twenty three goals, and uh, very much, kids must be concerned for um, for Gretna.
1: Yeah, look, we don't tend to kick. Teams when they're down. I think it's a, a golden rule. We're often critical on teams that we expect better off, I guess. Um obviously last season East Coast Brides, we uh mentioned them a lot. I think a lot of people might have felt sovere over it as well. But um look, three games in, t- shipping twenty three goals, not great. Uh what do you really say? I mean, I watched the highlights and uh I, I thought defensively just no there at all. They're terrible. Um, and I will use that word because it, it really was. There was a couple of mistakes in there, I think one by the the keeper. You can forgive mistakes, but it just looks like Gretna are all over the place. Um, and you can just tell, I mean, even just seeing those goals, um, I think one of them, there was one of the, the players was running down the wing and there's about two, three, four guys going after him. And it just shows a, a lack of trust in your own teammates to, you know, to try and chase down the one guy. You're leaving the other long goal player alone in the box to, to get an easy goal. They just look at, like a team of strangers, honestly. I think that's the best way to describe it. There's no trust there. There's no shape. I can, very hard to spot what they're trying to do in terms of uh, formation, for structure. Look, they're all young guys as well. Uh, I think we need to be careful here because. I, I will never write off, particularly a young player. So there's one player, uh, and the whole time I've covered non league that I've had like no hope for. Um, I'm not obviously going to name him. He doesn't even play football now. So I think that's probably <laughs> probably a good it, thing.
0: At all, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even play football now. It's a young guy, for whatever reason, and, I, and this is why I won't name him because it's a bit slightly harsh. I only maybe saw what I'm playing, what, four, five, six games. So I might have just been very unlucky to see him in, you know, in the worst games possible. But um, yeah, none of, these guys are good players. You look at the captain, Jay Riley, a uh, good player. Robbie Iverson for the Gretna goal was fantastic. They've done a lot of this stuff himself. Um, Gretna look like they have a threat going forward, but they're leaking so many goals. They're leaking so many goals. And I, to me, they need experience. Uh, is Jay Riley the right guy to be captain there at his age? Not for me. And it's nothing against Jay. I think he's a good player, but you need a, an experienced head. And I'm not against young captains, but when you've got such a young team of boys rather than, you know, grown men, it's it's tough to to compete. And some of these guys have played at the level last year with Albion, and they were used to these um, heavy defeats, unfortunately. And you don't want that mentality of the heads go down after conceding two, three. Yesterday's game that didn't happen. They did get back into the game, but but it's just, just not great defensively. It's probably one of the worst defensive performances I've seen. Uh, and I've seen, te- I've seen teams in sh- uh, non-league ship more goals and defend better. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you managed to see the highlights, Ben. Nah,
0: no, I've it's not something I haven't managed to catch up on yet. I've, obviously, with my own season, starting back up yesterday, it take a bit more time to get get into uh, your own stuff and then cover off the things you've got to do there. But, yeah, I think, like, like I've said before, like, I don't want to see Gretna do badly. That's that, That's not what we were uh, all about. It, it's it's just honesty, and, and from what we've seen, from what we've seen so far, it just seems like that way that that's the case. And I mean, it's still early doors. They can turn that around. That that's the that's yeah. probably the, the positive you can you can give getting fans or uh, the team, if the players, or whatever that plenty play time on on your, on your side here. It's not as if you're you're in February, March, and you're you're struggling to get results, and it's been like that for a whole long season. But I think yeah. I think you'll need to do something quick and, and well. Is yeah. it because they're a new team? Maybe that's maybe perhaps and maybe by I think that, yeah, G- yeah G- o- a part of it. Yeah, yeah. By, by October, maybe November, you will maybe come on, come out the other side of that and maybe get get a better form. But I think that's the thing they'll we'll have to do. Um, obviously, I think said it all along, they've got to keep pace with probably Eden by Uni as we as we look at it now. Uh, but we don't know an awful lot about them at the moment. So they've lost. Um, Already, I seen did play Saturday um, because I guess Albion were featured. They, right? they have
1: kept uh, just to cut in there, Ben. They have Edinburgh Uni have kept a couple of players that have that have experienced David Maskey being their their key player, Lewis, who's been at the Uni. Uh, I noticed were in the, the score sheet against Civil, so I'm, I'm more confident about Uni, uh, which <laughs> is not what Gretna fans want to hear. I'm guessing the worry I have for Gretna. I'm sorry to to jump in there, Ben, but I think I don't want to no, the worry is I've I've read somewhere I think Jonathan had said that they're going to change things up already. This is this is the bad thing because if you don't believe in the players or don't think they're good enough that falls down on the manager that brought them in surely and I, I like Gills, I'm not trying to criticize him right but either stick with them now and hopefully they'll gel but if you don't think they're good enough you're going to have the same issue. We saw it so much with Greta last year. You're going to have a continuous renewal of different teams and they'll never gel because you're not given the opportunity and time. And it goes back to what I said about writing people off. I wouldn't write any of these young lads off. I think some of them are probably maybe not um, at the level in terms of your East Coast Brides, your top teams, but you wouldn't expect them to be. You know, I've not had the experience of many of them. Sorry, I should say not, not all of them. I've had the experience of playing in the SPFL and whatnot. So it really depends on what the ambitions and expectations are for Gretna fans. And it always seems like it's really high. And I just don't see it. And that's why I don't see it, because they're not signing, in my opinion, high-caliber players that you would expect to be top eight, top six, top four, even top half. You know, they're just not that team. The the players that, and I'm not saying the players aren't good enough. I'm just saying they're not good enough yet. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and that and that's what's going to happen. I think we. I think the goal's going to be at that disadvantage, isn't isn't it? I think recruiting probably to a team like then is probably quite difficult. I'm I am i I'm under no illusions that that's probably quite hard to do, uh, but certainly for for me, yeah. It'll, it'll need to take something good to, to turn that around and not, and I hope they do I keep saying it but I think uh, we came under a bit of criticism um, mm. for, for for making kind of more negative comments about it But and I think I, I don't want to be that guy that says "Oh, I told you so but, but don't come at us if you don't like their opinions that's the thing that I don't really like is that, that we've said stuff that we've been honest about they've come at us and made some comments and um, no,
1: the, the difficult thing is now uh, I mentioned a daily sticker twist the problem is if you leave it too long and you're getting beat, you know, you're shipping seven goals every week. Who's going to want to come to your club? You know what I mean. So they have to think That's faster. That's really, yeah. Yeah,
0: and probably what Dalby had last season. We'll probably yeah. just cover Dalby just shortly, but they um, they probably had that issue last season where uh, try to get recruit guys in who who knew that they were the ball of the table who were struggling and it's not in the it's not as if it's like five minutes from Glasgow City Centre where. Oh, well if you don't if it doesn't work out there you can you can move to another club and um within the league you've you've only got limited options if you're either from down yeah. that way or your trap your travel has it gonna be worth it. I mean I, I personally wouldn't want to be doing the probably the two and a half hours, maybe potentially three hour journeys that you need to do on a Saturday for for to, to play in a situation like that. That that can't be enjoyable for anyone. So yeah, I totally get it and I hope it works out for getting it. That's that's all I'm gonna say on that. But it goes um, it goes
1: back to that thing that we kind of Talked about last season. Um, Gretna have went local again because I, I believe that's what fans want. But I made a remark about, you know, I think you're limited with, with local at Gretna. You know, what I mean, you either go North England or, or maybe South Scotland um, if you're if you're going to go with local players. And you're very much limiting yourself uh, to to those regions. And I don't think it's any, anywhere in terms of comparison between your Glasgow regions, your your Fife, your Lovians. There's, there's so many more people and players to, to yeah. choose from there. And I think the, the issue with Gretna, they've always had an issue with training uh, because they weren't going local, obviously, with you know players training on their own. I, I would expect that the boys are training together now if they're all local to the ground or local to Gretna or, or near enough. Um, I hope that's happening because it certainly doesn't look like it <laughs> so far. Like I mentioned, they just look like strangers and I think a lot has to change at Gretna, even this early, but we have to give them benefit benefit off the doubt and uh, realise it. So we're only three games in, but the more it goes on in terms of the results, and I I really hate seeing it because I really like Gills, I like Jonathan, I like, like some of the players. Uh, Robbie Iverson, obviously, I mentioned, but um, it's uh, difficult, and it really is difficult, and I don't like playing into them, but uh, we've talked about these issues before uh, with, with Gretna and three games in and it it does look really concerning for them but they just need a structure in place their tactics whatever needs to be done um to get these guys because to me they are good enough at least to to be um you know a a few places up or at least challenge that that spot but they're not showing it at the moment and they're, they're shipping far too many goals but yeah we've probably talked enough i guess negatively about about gretna
0: Moving on then, we'll move on. Completed a different division, uh, sorry, a different league altogether. We'll move on to the south of Scotland uh, this time. Uh, normally jump straight to the east, but we'll go south of Scotland for a change. Mix it up and see um, what's happened over there. The results are, are, are as follows. Abbeyville nil, 0, w, star 1, lockhart thistle 6, St. Cuthbert's uh, Wanderers 0, Lock, Mabin? Lock Mabin, <laughs> your favourite. Nestle Wanderers 3. Mid-Arrendale 0, Cree Town 3, Newton-Stewart 3, Stranraer Reserves now and Wigtown-Bladnock 3, Upper-Arrendale 1. Uh, where we start, Chris, let's go with that Wigtown-Bladnock game. Wigtown-Bladnock, a team last season who I think shipped about 118 goals um, <laughs> over the course of a, over a season, uh, starting the, the season off with a win, um, which for me sounds like a, a good result, a given. Um, what, what can I? what limited knowledge I have of obviously of the South and of what I have seen of them last season. Um but I mean starting off the season against a win with a win against a grand deal.
1: Yeah, but I went mean, we talked about a wee bit uh in our preview last week. Um Wigtown, I think they were struggling to put a team together last last season a lot yeah. of times and they were playing playing teams with, you know, eight men, nine men, commendable to the to the loyal players that they played there and obviously they were as you mentioned, they shipped a lot of goals. Fantastic win. A uh, really good win. And uh I hope I've not seen too much, but I'm assuming they've they've got things on order in terms of their team, in terms of their squad obviously to to get the win. So that's that's obviously good news. The, they're obviously in the Scottish Cup uh, prelims as well, obviously being a, a licensed team. So yeah, good luck to them. Um Yeah, hopefully they won't have the same issues as as last season. Obviously hampered them as a team, you know, shipping so many goals. A couple of
0: games to talk about in this uh, league, the one that stands out for me is the, the. What I what I can't say every time it all comes up. <laughs> Look, maybe now Nesta Wanderers three. Now Nesta How did I know you Nistia were
1: going to mention match. that? Eh? But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an this.
0: interesting one. I've just read that. i also just read the match report, also, Chris, uh, before we came on um, came on the podcast. So that's why I was so keen to jump to it because this one is very interesting. I must admit, uh, say so finished three 0 and I mentioned that Nesta Wanderers <laughs> had signed uh, Sean McKenzie and Cameron McKenzie. Uh, very, very talented players uh, from the Sankar region and uh, Sankar, from sanker not the Sankar region Sankar is a town or a village Both uh, Sean Mackenzie and Cameron Mackenzie are very good players, uh, very talented and they both played for Glen Afton last year and I think were remarked to play in the West Scotland Prem um, or First Division last season, but for whatever reason decided to play uh, locally, Cameron McKenzie, put on a cross to, to win a penalty, uh, Sean McKenzie put the uh, the ball in the back of the from the spot and then Sean McKenzie they're 3 a by that point at time. Sean McKenzie I think got a second but uh, towards the end of the game something that uh, certainly Sean and Cameron are quite accustomed to shall we say uh, is red cards and um, both uh, managed to get red cards for having a, an exchange of words with the referee oh, so it's <laughs> Cameron got started uh, quickly followed by um, by Sean to uh, have this still play out the last um, the last um, twenty minutes with nine men. So um, only um, only the first game of the season for in uh, this deal, and um, the Mackenzie Falls have the red cards um, uh, in the in the books. Uh, I think last season, I think Sean started the season with a five-match ban. Um, from the previous season so it's certainly something you get he's a, a player that plays on the edge I think that's the that's the, he's a, he knows what the goal is that's the other thing he'll be a standout player as I said the other week on this but um yeah good result and I think I think if the key to this the will success for me will be keeping Sean, Sean McKenzie and Karen McKenzie um off the suspension list and that's that's something <laughs> you
1: have to try and sort and, out for me and Stephen Degnan scoring goals I think as well so
0: yeah, that's it. No, they've got the players, I think they're very capable. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Another team that we've talked to a lot about in the south is uh Dal Star. They got the first one of the the campaign and obviously relegated from the Lower League. Who knows what will happen in terms of uh we, we hope they, they bounce back. I think that team that we, we hope they'll bounce back and certainly get that playoff. It will be difficult, we've all said that about the playoff, but um starting off
1: with a win that's the, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, way to Abbey Vale as well, and it's weird because that was our number one and two, I guess, for for the the title challenge in the South. Obviously, Dalby beat last year's champions, so um, good win. Faro Sullivan getting the goal, um, as I said, I think Dean Dean Watson got the man of the match as well. So Dalby still have uh, a few players that are obviously going to be great for for the South of Scotland level. Yeah, I think it's still going to be between them two come the end of the season, but obviously. I think uh, first blood to Dalby in that, that first game. But I think one thing we will mention, though, it was a wee bit curious that, you know, t- uh, six games, six wins and six losses, there was not there was no draws in the opening the opening weekend, which is, uh, is, I don't know how rare that is in football, but it must be a rare thing.
0: It must be a, one of the statisticians hmm. You can tell us when the last time that happened, certainly. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, from our perspective, Chris and I don't have loads of knowledge on the, the South of uh, Scotland league. We will do our best to, we rely obviously heavily on social media uh, for that. So it all depends on the coverage we get from the teams. But um, if one if Wonders continue to put up match reports uh, on Facebook, then I'll be I'll be all over them checking out what's <laughs> happened to make sure um, they stay on pace to um, to win the, the South of Scotland league. Uh, moving on then, we'll quickly cover off the other two big leagues uh, within uh, the, the Lowland league uh, Territory—that's the word I'm going to go with, Chris. The Lowland League territory. Remember we talked about it last week about <laughs> that's the that's the phase that we're looking for. I found it, and we'll go with that. And the East has got almost that off in the Premier Division, and it was Broxburn two, Glenrothes one, the United four, Dundonald Bluebell one, Haddington Athletic three, Crossgates one, Jeanfield Swifts three, and Hillfield Heathfield Swifts one, Musselburgh one, uh, lancarty Now, Penicuik five, canoe one. Ten Castle Five, Helby Hawthorne's One, Hutchison Vale Three, Socket One. Uh, well, let's just start the game we just mentioned there. Hutchison Vale Three, Socket One. That's not a result I expected, Chris.
1: No, not at all. Um, Hutchison Vale, fantastic one um, over Socket, and we both backed Socket. So, one thing I will say about that game: um, not only did Hutchison Vale, you know, deserve it obviously, but there is a wee possible omen to that. Since Hutch, since Hutchie Vale actually beat Loughborough Rose twice last season, albeit one of the results was overturned because I think they played an ineligible player or something like that. So there, there could possibly be an omen to that game. Um, it's not a really great start from soccer obviously losing, but um, Hutchie Vale are a team that can hurt you. They can, they can pull off these results. Um, I think we talked about them a wee bit last year because uh, we, I, I think we both expect them to be quite near the bottom. And they they actually done all right. And it was a bit like that with with Tynecastle as well. Obviously, Pennycook winning, great. Um, I mentioned something about Pennycook, obviously, Ben, in terms of East of Scotland. I didn't think they would sign a lot of Edinburgh United players. And it was (laughs) the Edinburgh United guys that made the difference. Um, Yeah, Ben Wardlaw getting the hat-trick for Pennycook there. So, fantastic start for them. I think one of the... Dunbar beating Dundonald. That's a cracking result Dunbar um we mentioned, mentioned them that, yeah. yeah in the preview I think they would do well Dundonald Donald always kind of a dark horse for the for the title really good result for Dunbar I, I'm still not overly convinced with Easter Scotland in terms of I, I, we both went for Sockey, obviously we like Sockey, they always seem to be a really solid outfit but uh yeah I think I, I I'm still at the more of the point it could probably still be anyone's then than being really really uh, as high on soccer as I was well on Lofco last season I, I would say
0: Yeah I mean you don't want anything on us a, on a, on, in July that's, let's, be, let's be realistic about that in any, any league uh, that's the thing let's not panic about anyone's performances um, too much obviously we have maybe a little bit about getting earlier on the, on the podcast <laughs> but uh, apart from that I mean yeah the, the top end of the table there's plenty of football to be played uh, teams are still maybe finding their feet in, in their own squads there's Probably finding there's trialists featuring for some teams as well, so there's definitely definitely things that uh, I would say um, not to worry too much about on that front. So, uh, but we'll keep our eyes peeled again on, on what's happened in the East of Scotland. But um, yeah, it's there's plenty to, to to look forward to for everyone. We'll
1: get we'll get a wee in for uh, London Hotspur as well. They're just of course um, of course their, their first game in the East of Scotland, obviously. I think they lost at home to to West Calder. West Calder, We never actually called it, I think, in the preview, but they're certainly my favourites for the for the first division. Really good team ended up winning on the day. But one thing I will say about London is um obviously we love them because they're the Spurs, but oh, Spurs. um white hoops. I was really impressed by their uh their ground. Um there was a, a couple of sort of footage going about and it really looks like a, I've never I don't obviously I've never been down that way, it's kind of near the Scottish border, so um I will Hopefully I get to see them in a game. Probably more closer to me than than uh, them. Be but yeah, of games and there. there'll be plenty of games by ah, you. They look, they look, they look decent. Um, by all accounts, what you know, it's it's going to be tough for them. But um, yeah, t- tough test first first game of this season against a team that many think well, are going to win the league. So, and um, that that was the I guess what they call the benchmark.
0: Moving on then to the West Scotland. Uh, football league um start off in the premier league it was athlete four cunner juniors three B juniors one cook and rob roy nil Clydebank two ben barb three darval one glenarton athletic two gartcern one Largs thistle one pollock one Auchinleck talbot nil st Caddox one Hurlford three and truden two are meadow one um I think for me quite a number of surprises going against the I guess the probably the, the the odds book, if you like, if you're looking at the, the you know, favourites versus underdogs in this sort of situation based <laughs> on teams recruiting and how they, they went. I think we'll start off with that one right at the top. Half like four, come three. I think for me, the moment come seem a bit of a bit of know I don't really know what's going on. Uh, Jordan Moore back in the side, grabbed a goal, I believe, uh, on... On Saturday, Jamie Wilson's not on. Was on the bench. Kyle McConze doesn't even play. I think he must be injured. Uh, three, I think, for me, key players uh, that are that are missing that are not featuring as as regularly as they, as they should be. I think Jamie Wilson's a staple in that midfield for for come looking and, and not even on the the starting lineup for whatever reason. Obviously, there has been a change of manager. There. I don't know if it's been uh, the new manager coming. Maybe likes to uh, try to bring his own guys in and uh, maybe doesn't like the the older. The older guard at come, but very, very good players. That's the thing. I think to leave out someone like Jamie Wilson and your team is a it's a massive it's a massive decision. And we we got to give them a lot of credit. It's a good result for Athley. They were a team they were kind of on the cusp of um, relegation last year, like kind of fighting for that last uh, that last spot in the in the safety zone uh, in the Premier League, and, and they managed to do that. And it's a great win to start their season.
1: Yeah, um, I do wonder. Obviously, I, I called Arthurey to be relegated last season. I called them to be good in that that spot this season. I wonder if it's an Edinburgh Uni situation <laughs> where where I'll call them to be relegated and I'll actually save them. So, it's, in terms of that result, it's fantastic for Arthurey. I mean, when I when we talk negatively about uh, teams struggling and whatever, obviously we're not wishing them that. Um, so I, I wish cool. all the best for Arfley. Um Hopefully they they can prove me wrong, but. I think the issue we have when we're covering so many teams and we likes we got on with so many people and whatnot. Unfortunately someone has to finish sixteenth, fifteenth, fourteenth, you know. Um it's just a football, it's just competition. We, we don't always call it right, obviously. And that's when people love giving us pelters, but um we try our best. And obviously it's still early season. But impressive win for Arthur, I get you know, great, great result. Against what you mentioned. A Cumnick side, we we talked about it in the preview, we do feel like there's something going on there, not quite sure what, but um just doesn't seem right at the moment.
0: I think that is, I think there's definitely, I don't know anything specific about Cumnick. I think that's the thing I would like to point out, people maybe think that I have some sort of knowledge, I don't, um, believe it or not, I don't have loads of knowledge of what's happening in the, in the West of Scotland, behind the scenes, and contrary to popular belief sometimes, but <laughs> um yeah, I think there's is something there. It doesn't seem quite right. I have have seen some stuff suggesting that uh, Jordan Moore is, is on the move and will be um, potentially making a um, a transfer to our uh, Premier League team who we'll cover off just shortly. Uh, we'll move on into uh, the game between the Champions Beath and tower Rob, Rob Roy, was I won their win for Beath on what was their uh, flag day. And one thing we probably want to talk about probably, uh, quite important, uh, Obviously, the, the result is a, is a good result. You want to start the season off and uh, with a win, but I think the major talking point about Beath is, is something that's been kind of rumbling around all summer, Chris, uh, and a man that you'll be sad to hear about. Uh, moving on is, is is your man Josh Wheeler. He wasn't present in the squad uh, yesterday against uh, Kirk and Tarr-Burley, but he has uh, since made a move to Gulf United, uh, based in Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, I believe, Uh a great opportunity for him and he's moved on and uh, he'll be a massive loss to to be Chris.
1: Yeah. um, I was looking a wee bit at that squad. I believe uh, Gary Hooper, the former Celtic striker, is there. Um, And I I, I read somewhere, I don't know if it's true, I've not actually fact-checked it, but they're actually managed by uh, Stephen Taylor, the former Newcastle United defender, who's probably best well-known for, uh, what, saving a shot on the line and pretending he was like Kicked by a, by a sniper. I don't know if Oh, that's that. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like a good move. We were talking about scholarships earlier. I believe the um, Gulf United are a team that will do that. They allow, it's mainly Americans and Canadians, scholarships to to their squad. So interesting if Josh has maybe got one.
0: I think just when you read that, like, I'm reading kind of B's statement there, uh mentioned that you both had, had trials with Motherwell yeah. and Colmar obviously, early in the season. Uh, and the club, quite rightly, wouldn't stand in, in the Josh's way if it intimated that his heart was set on a move to Dubai. That will be life-changing and we are pleased that agreement. From what I understand, um, from looking at looking at that Gulf United uh, side and that kind of division, that the players are, are paid really well and that's probably something that's quite important, let's be honest. Uh, and experience, and if, if you have opportunities there, then, then that's definitely something hmm. to explore and and for Josh it's one of those ones you can go and see what it's like, find out if he really does like it. And I'm sure that that be if it if it doesn't work out that they'll be they'll be ready to to take him back uh, at a heartbeat if it doesn't. But we all hope I think that it does work out well for Josh because it does look like a great opportunity and that's something that well it was great to see his name mentioned amongst Motherwell and Kumar Killer on this in the in the seat in the the kind of season and things and you've talked about him Chris loads. Um Probably I wonder if someone down in um Gulf United have been playing football manager too much and spotted this guy's um <laughs> talents and ability and, and done a bit of scouting and, and kinda of brought him in on, on that basis to
1: Behind yeah. the scenes a wee bit here, Ben, but I actually just moved him off to to Gulf United in football manager. So um I done all his stats as well. Uh, he's got a wee bit of an upgrade, I'll put it that way. So um but yeah, I did hire, I did I think from this time last year, I was talking about him before he was, you know, West of Scotland winner and all that sort of stuff. So, um, not taking the full credit there, but yeah, Golf United, where's my finder's sweet? Sunday's <laughs> so been sitting there playing their game and we're like,
0: sign the boy Fowler. He's he's a B, he's brilliant. <laughs> Chris from the catch up says he's great. Um, maybe they listen to the podcast and they've realise he's brilliant, but yeah, best of luck to Josh. We, we hope he does well. And um, I've nothing but good things to say about that yeah. boy he's a, he's a talented talented player and, um i'm sure he'll be a success out in, out in um, golf united moving on then a couple of games that i talk about across the, the rest of west Scotland. clive bank to ben and bob three uh titles over for clive bank
1: and <laughs> yeah i told you i told you last week that they wouldn't no. have won an ass <laughs> well one game eh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's,
0: yeah, that's what I think that's the thing. I think you see a lot of people panicking all that about performances and things like that. It's the first game this season. Uh, Cloudbank have in the past started quite slow, but uh, finished the season off quite strongly. So uh, it's a great result for Ben Burb as well, coming up from the, the first division last season. Uh, probably haven't strengthened the squad too much, had I said personally, Ben Lost a few uh, as well. Yeah, absolutely. And imagine to get a result. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure Clydebank will be. Will be right up at the top end of the table coming into the season. We're not worried about Clay Blank at this point. Uh, another result that stands out for me, Darvel 1, Glen Afton Athletic 2. Uh, again, a great result for Glen Afton. Um, Darvel, quite surprised, to be honest. I think they still have a strong squad. Um
1: they'll be upgrading, I hear.
0: Yes, yeah, believe, believe so. <laughs> um, the the West Scotland League's very own uh, Fabrizio Ram- Romano, a.k.a. Ped, um, has, has mentioned that... Um, Jamie Wilson and Jordan Moore um will be moving um to, to Darvel potentially for um a collective sum of money of around twenty thousand pounds, which is a lot of dough for him. Um, two players. Uh, I think Jordan is probably quite well worth a um, a big fee. And I think if you're if you're coming up, you probably think to yourself at this point in time, let's cut our losses, let's get the money in, let's go and reinvest it and bring in players to to get us to make sure we're Firstly, safe and ideally challenging and competing co- are all the competitions that they have, mm-hmm. uh, It's it's certainly not that case just now. But, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting one to watch over the next couple of weeks, uh, while not uh, Jordan Moore and potentially Jamie Wilson make that that shift across. Elsewhere then, uh, Pollock won Okenlech-Talbant-0. Uh, first game of the season for Pollock. First game of the season for everyone, I don't know why I have to say that, but <laughs> it's certainly uh, the case. Uh, it's probably a, quite a close game. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a a really good goal that that won it for Pollock in the end, and uh, again nothing major to worry about. Rockingley is concerned. It's it's a, it's two teams that will be at the top end of the league come the end of the season, and there um, it was always going to be a close one. I think that's the, the main thing to talk about there. Final one to talk about then: Hurlford United beat St Caddox three uh, one. Hurlford looking pretty good from what what I've seen in the yeah. Um uh, People starting to talk about them already. Um, has uh, been at the top end. I wasn't too sure, but um, I thought Saint Cather looked really good in pre-season, and uh, but uh, got a bit of a, a bit of a surprise, I think, against Harrowford, and uh, a good a good result for them. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think this West Scotland uh, Premier League, that's for sure. Um, we'll we'll obviously keep in touch with what's going on
1: there. Are we going to give you a Kilwinens
0: are we mentioned? I mean, yeah, we can. Chris brought up the good old Kilwinens Rangers. Uh, we played our first match of the season against uh, Canvas line Rangers at Somerville Park. And uh, what do you say about that? I think it was one of those kind of, I think I used the word meh quite a bit and certainly <laughs> summed that one up. I think we didn't take our chances when we had them defensively. I made some individual mistakes. But I'm not panicking too much. Um, I think the one positive to take away is we don't have to go back to canvas line again this season, which is probably positive. Like we lost a ball, there wasn't enough train, well enough, not enough match balls. Um, we had to give a match ball, a training ball to to play the game. Eventually lost that and then put another one in the park. So uh, that was great. That was uh, summed up our day I think as a as a team. But I think I think the, the, the positive to take um, we're, we're good. Middle to front defensively it's a new defense that we're going to be having to kind of gel like, like we're talking about with some of the other teams there's nothing, nothing to nothing to worry about for me right now i think you do get that kind of panicky kind of oh my god we, we do two each with canvas line canvas line had signed i think quite a few players from amateur last season but let's be clear he's signed some from amateur guys like gary fleming who uh more than capable of playing at this level he played at Gary's very clever he knows exactly what he's doing And he was at Queen Rangers for a couple of seasons he's a good guy I really like Gary and, um, he's
1: a good player still got it knows I think one of the questions I'll ask you Ben is how did Graham Boyd get on I did notice that you signed him fairly decent signing I think
0: Graham yeah, Boyd yeah I think for for, for Boyd he is that probably lacking a bit of match sharpness don't think he did a pre-season uh, having left come look at the end of the end of the season not sure where he was before that but I think he's got ability and he, he got a goal, which is what you want from your strikers. That's that, that's I think the important thing. He was there and the, around the box and, and got the goal when required, and that's that's yeah. that's important um, as well. So yeah, just to get him in, a good experienced player for for us as well uh, to play up front with with Dalmarke. And, and so yeah, really, I'm I'm pretty positive about our chances this season. I don't think there's anything major to worry about. Um But yeah, that's one of the obviously. That's the first division. And probably one other, one other thing I think to talk about in the first division is uh the JBs as I'm referring to them now these days. Uh Johnston Borough, they um they won four one, I think. Four 0 Oh, that's terrible. Four 0
1: Should have been so, ten.
0: Four <laughs> 0 against Renfrew. Renfrew promoted 4-10. side um from the second division. But uh, I think um I think it was pretty pretty convincing. Mr. Lafty was on this on the on the score sheet a couple of times, which you do absolutely bloody expect. Um I did notice that um the the Renfrew Twitter um handler um used some dollar uh, pound signs rather than L's and Fs um on his Twitter, <laughs> which I'll be honest, right? I like a laugh and a joke and I like pettiness as much as much as the next guy, but I thought that was quite poor. And I fucking hate Kyle, like, let's be honest. Like but yeah, I thought it was pretty crass. Uh,
1: I never, I never noticed that actually. I, yeah, do, I think poor. we follow Renfrew, actually. I, I thought it was pretty. Up.
0: I thought it was pretty poor. I thought it was pretty, pretty, pretty low. Um, you
1: do. That's the type of thing you do once for a laugh, but you didn't repeat it. You know, it's nah, kind of, I don't
0: even think. I don't even think once is it's funny. Can't to no? play football at this level. I don't. We get it. Like we hundred percent get it. Kyle's not the only one that's probably playing in and Borough for money. Let's be let's be frank about that as well. Um, and I can't believe here I'm on a podcast defending Kyle Laffey. <laughs> um, it's something I never thought I'd say. But um,
1: imagine but, if people didn't do things for money though. Eh? I guess no one would ever work. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: But uh, I mean, what for Um But yeah. I'm looking forward to playing them, that's all I'll say on that matter but yeah, that's pretty much it from us uh, on the Official Catch-Up Podcast Um, get us on Twitter at the Official Catch-Up get us on all the podcast uh, channels Official Catch-Up of course, YouTube hit the like, subscribe button, do all that it doesn't cost you a penny it means a lot to us, so please do it we'll be back probably next Sunday, uh, like we always do uh, with another edition of the Official Catch-Up but until then, have a good one